This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Hi, everyone. This is Ian Garlic, Dow of Inbound. Please make sure to go to iangarlic.com to learn more about this podcast, some th- great things we have going on, and also future podcasts. Uh, this week, I have inbound marketing expert Tom Schwab. Tom started his business and grew it incredibly once he started using inbound marketing. And he has a very niched business, uh, replacements for crutches. And you wouldn't think that, hey, there'd be a lot of need for inbound marketing. You either get it or you don't. But you'll see how much he succeeded and brought it to a seven-figure, a nice seven-figure business. And now he's doing the same for other companies. And that's what's really cool about inbound marketing is a lot of the strategies, a lot of the ideas of bringing value to your clients first can be applied to any business and can double, triple your business. So listen to this podcast because he's going to give you some great tips, not only on actually action items for you to double your business, but philosophy and mindset to improve your marketing for your business. So this is Ian Garlic. Welcome to the Dow of Inbound. I have a Awesome guest today, Tom Schwab, and we're going to talk about inbound marketing for e-commerce. And um, welcome, Tom. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me here. I, um, it's it, it's awesome. And um, we were talking a little bit beforehand, and you know, my career started basically where you are right now. Uh, I, I graduated uh, college, went to the Naval Academy, and then went through nuclear power school down there in the, the Winter Park, Orlando area there. And it was a great way to to learn systems and learn how to do things. And uh, it really started my marketing journey uh, as, a, as an engineer and how I looked at things. And I got out of the service, and one of the things that I was amazed by going into Fortune 500 marketing and sales was that there was no systems. You know, they always joked around that 50% of the marketing dollars um, were wasted. They just never knew what 50%. And I'd pull my hair out after uh, after being through the, the nuclear power program where there were gauges and, and measurements for everything. And, you know, this was before the days of digital. And, and one of the things I love about digital marketing now is that, you know, you can measure everything and the, the experts, the customers are, are continually telling you what they like and what they don't like. And our journey really started um, about five years ago. I uh, was working for a, uh, a Fortune 500 company and uh, had a uh, distributorship and we were selling orthopedic implants, uh, artificial knees, hips, shoulders uh, to the local hospitals and um, doctors. And with the consolidation, as Michigan was starting to lead the the nation into the Great Recession, the manufacturers wanted to cut out the middleman. And that's always a great idea until you look in the mirror and you realize that I am the middleman. 
<laughs> so we went and sold the distributorship back, and we were really looking and saying, hey, we've got this this um, this line of products that we have, and it was alternatives for crutches. And the doctors were saying, you know, help us find a way to keep our patients compliant after surgery. Help us help them. And so we started uh, this small business in Western Michigan called Goodbye Crutches. You know, the tagline was, if you can't bear weights and you can't bear crutches, call Goodbye Crutches. And what really drove me towards that business is that in the Fortune 500 world, I could probably count on one hand the thank you notes I ever got. But yet with this product that we were providing locally here, half of them came back because they were rental units. Half of them would come back with thank you notes. And I looked at that and said, we're making a difference in people's lives, you know? So how can we go ahead and help more people? And I think it was Winston Churchill said that, you know, you got to give it to Americans. They will always do the right thing after they've done the wrong thing. And, you know, that must make me a true red-blooded American because I, I started out trying to expand the business online for about a year with with all of the tips and tricks that people were using, uh, you know, uh, chasing transactions with, with AdWords and pay-per-click. And while it was effective in growing the business, I shouldn't say that, while it was effective in growing the sales, I looked at it and said, we're not growing the business. We're really just chasing a transaction. And what I realize is that it's it's really easy online to to sell something, but it's harder and harder to make a profit and harder to make a business doing it, you know, something that has long-term value. So at that time, uh, it must have been about uh, five uh, years ago, there was a book that came out by two guys from MIT called Inbound Marketing. And it made a whole lot of sense to me, but as I looked around, most people were talking about doing it in, in larger corporations, B2B. Um, nobody could really point to anybody in e-commerce that was doing it. So we went and hacked it together with free tools um, just to prove the concept. And so we were using WordPress and MailChimp and Google Analytics. And after about six months, we saw that, man, this really has a lot of potential. You know, We were getting a lot more visitors. We were engaging with them. Our sales were going up. And... It wasn't that we had to, you know, do our pay-per-click addiction um, every day. So we made the decision and we went full in um, on inbound marketing and cut our pay-per-click budget back. And when we started, we were buying about 3,000 visitors a month. And within three years, we had totally, well, within about six months, we had cut out our pay-per-click budget. But within three years, we had taken that traffic from three thousand or three thousand paid visitors a month up to seventy thousand organic, and they wow. were much, they were much better um, customers. They were better leads. And that's amazing. Uh, and we were really helping. So with that, uh, we built the business, went from a, a regional player to a national leader, and, and even had uh, uh, foreign partners uh, start to to find us. And that's how we got our partner in Canada and in Europe. Uh, so about two years ago, we restructured the business to free my time up a little bit more, um, promoted some of the people up within the business. So I had some time to, to help other companies and, and show them how they can use the permission-based, content-driven sales and marketing engines uh, to grow their business. And one of the, as I look back, probably the, the, the worst decisions I made was when I called the business inbound for e-commerce. And because two of the three words 
people didn't understand. <laughs> they didn't understand inbound what what that meant, and you know they didn't understand that the that nobody wants to be sold to anymore. You know everybody wants to buy, so don't do outbound. Don't be pushing your sales on them all the time. Do a permission-based system like Seth Godin talks about and educate them, build the trust, build the, the authority with them through great content. And the other part of the word that they didn't understand was e-commerce. Uh, I think when people think of e-commerce, they think of um, you know, eBay and Amazon. Well, really, if you're online and you're trying to, to monetize your business and your site, you're in e-commerce. And, and some of the most successful companies we've had um, have been ones that would never consider this, themselves e-commerce. You know, the, the nonprofit um, that's accepting donations, well, that's an e-commerce problem. And by going ahead and, and using the inbound philosophies and strategies of segmenting the customers and giving them content that makes a difference to them, you know, don't we've we found out that they've got great engagement so that you know the people that care about the zoo, they get all the information in their email about the zoos. The ones that wanted to donate money to the Arboretum, they get all of that. So nonprofits are e-commerce and we've worked with authors and helping them to take their content into cash. We've walked, worked with coaches on how to expand their business with digital products, um, mastermind groups, other things that really are e-commerce solutions to it. So um, with that, that, that's sort of our, our roadmap up to here. And I love this field because it's so exciting. And finally, we can break the marketing paradigm of knowing what works and what doesn't work and stop doing what doesn't work and double down on what does. That is a fantastic story. I love that. I mean, 70,000 visitors, uh, that's, a, that's a big jump. Uh, you, you, what, what was the moment that you're like, that aha moment for you? Do, you? do you remember it? Was it like, oh, we're doing this wrong. Oh, this is the way to do it. Did you wake up one, one morning and see your traffic jump? What was it? Um, it was it, more than anything, it was the engagement. Um, putting the blogs up there and putting the answers to the, the questions that people had and seeing them respond on the comments or them sharing with it. Or we'd even have people that would call us uh, and they'd tell customer service, well, I was reading this you know, on your website and then they would call with another question, which, which was the next blog topic that we addressed. Um, but to realize that people were hungry for answers out there. When you go to Google, you go to Google with questions. And that person that gives them the answer you know, is the authority. They build the trust. Um, and you know, one of the amazing parts about e-commerce, I think, is that it's all trust. You know, the, the idea that we would give somebody a credit card number and that they would send us something or do something, it, it, it would be unbelievable 50 years ago. But it's all, about, it's all about trust. And the businesses that can build trust build their businesses. Um, you know, you can, make a, you can make a quick sale if you want to, but you, uh, if you don't build that trust, you're not going to build a brand. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, trust, building the trust is such a big part of it. And I love how you say, you know, moving past chasing a transaction. Um, It it really is a philosophy. It's a mindset. And that's really what I want people to get across with this podcast is it's more of a mindset. And we were talking about that before. You know, we were talking about different tools out there and there's so many tools, but really having the right mindset. And you said that inbound's a philosophy, not a tactic. Uh, can you tell me what your 
how you would describe inbound marketing as a philosophy. Uh, yes, and I think that's that's key there because coming from the military side, you've got strategy and you've got tactics, and everybody focuses on the tactic. You know, uh, Facebook marketing, um, retargeting, um, whatever the new trick is, and that's what's going to change their business. And that tactic is just a tool, and if you don't have a strategy of how to use it, it's not going to work for you. In fact, it may hurt your business. So I look at the overall strategy, and the way I describe the strategy is, okay, let's use the tools to help customers solve their problems. Because nobody really wants our products or services, they want to solve their problems. So let's go ahead and and be seen as the thought leader by sharing helpful information. So that could be in any form that the customer wants. It could be blogs, it could be videos, it could be things like this podcast. Content that that helps them with the problem. Doesn't sell them anything, but helps them find a solution to that. And then using the automation, not to replace us as humans, but to amplify us. So the, the email shouldn't be, you know, um, dear fill in the blank from info at, you know, whatever. It should be from a person to a person. Uh, we've got the tools now to, to segment it so that we can go ahead and automate that and amplify it so that, that we help them and help them solve a problem. And when they do that, they become a customer, you know, and they're so happy that we help them solve a problem that they give us money for it. And that's the transaction part, and that's wonderful, but then let's go ahead and build that and build that relationship so that we can go ahead and raise the lifetime value of a customer, be more helpful and beneficial to them, and really that's where the magic comes because that's the snowball effect because if you can take people from visitors to prospects to customers and then take them to that step of being advocates – it's like um, uh, there's a critical mass there, and those are the people that are going to be sharing your content, uh, talking about you on social media. Uh, those are going to be the ones telling friends about it, and that's your best marketing and advertisement. And I always say that the philosophy of, of inbound was better understood by our grandparents probably than by our kids because that's the way that our grandparents built businesses, helping people being seen as a thought leader and trust, um, not just going for a transaction, but trying to build a relationship with them afterwards. And that's what we need to focus on and then look at the tools and the, the tools to say, how can this support me from doing or support me in doing this? That, I mean, you just said so much uh, when it comes to inbound marketing and you're right. People, I think people go to internet and they think, well, I'm internet marketing. I want to make money right now. And I, I want to have that transaction happen right now. I don't want to have to spend time building trust. Um, you know, I, with our clients at Authentic Web, and it sounds like probably with your clients too, the first thing that we have to get over the, the barrier is that giving away content. And I, I have that call three times yesterday. I had people like, well, if I give away this stuff, what am, what am I going to get? Are they, aren't they just going to take the free stuff and leave or you know, give it to their friends and never come to me? Uh, how do you address that when people well, ask that? I, I, it's, if you want to talk about the, the, the law of sowing and reaping um, you know, you've, or the, the Zig Ziglar one that he talked about that you can't tell the fireplace to give you heat and then you'll give it some wood. 
No, you've got to do something first before you get the result from it. And the wonderful thing now is, as far as giving away the content, um, it doesn't cost you anything more to give it to one person or to give it to a thousand people. So to look at it as a, a generosity and a, and a plenty as opposed to being miserly with it. And the thing is, is that if you're seen as giving away this information, you'll be seen as the thought leader, as the, as the one to go to. And the things, the content that you have to share is just all around you. Um, I always, you know, example that I used a couple of weeks ago was that I had a friend that uh, asked the question, he just had his book released and he said, how do you sell this off of a website? And I told him, ah, you just put a PayPal button in there. Here, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> it was it was a five-minute video that I did for him. And then I asked him, hey, can I use this video and just put it up on the internet? And it showed other people how to do it. And it was so great because it didn't cost me anything more to do it. He was thrilled because now everybody saw his new book that he was talking about. And people got to know me as an, uh, an expert and an authority on how to monetize your website. So the way I looked at that is uh, it was a win-win for everybody. Uh, and uh, just whatever you're doing for one person, look at, say, how can I multiply this and share this with more people? That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it gives you a good feeling, too, when people – even if they don't become customers, they, they recommend other people. Um, you were talking about some of the compliments and, and some of the good feelings. What do you think is the biggest uh, compliment you've gotten so far in your business? Or what's the thing that gets you going the most when you hear it? Oh, to me, it's when you go ahead and see your, your content, your business talked about, something shared. And it's, it's totally you know, a, a surprise. Um, and it's amazing. We had a an article picked up by Reddit, um, oh, about six weeks ago. Um, I are engineer by by degree, and I always joke around that that English is my second language. I don't have a first language, so for me, <laughs> writing blogs is really tough. So what I do is, you know, I basically will go ahead and uh, have an idea. I'll, I'll think it through, and then I'll dictate it um, on my drive to work. And there's a, an app out there called Rev where it'll transcribe the dictation um, for a dollar a minute. And so this is how I've been doing blogs for the last six months. So I did a lit- little video on this, you know, how you can uh, write blogs as you drive. And once again, I did it to share it with, you know, some people that had asked. Well, I got picked up on Reddit and all of a sudden my traffic just blew up. And I was just so thrilled by that, that somebody that I didn't know found value in the work that I did so much so that they wanted to share it. And to me, that, that compliment was better um, than, than any, any check that I ever got. That's great. That is an awesome feeling, isn't it? Uh, it is. That's fantastic. Um, you know, I, one unique thing about you that I love and uh, that's awesome is that you're the engineering background. I have a math background. I graduated with a degree in economics because at the time, uh, math didn't look like there was anything you could do with it. Now I'd probably be a billionaire working for Google, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's that analytical mind really that for me got me excited. And it seems like it gets you excited about it too. What do you think that your engineering background brings to your clients and to anyone you work with? To me, it's really the, the system. And I think it's a different way uh, of looking at it. And, you know, I think economists or people that were, were trained in that way 
you're sort of trained to look at it. So, you know, accountants will always look at things a certain way. Marketers will always look at things a certain way. And to me, I look at it from the system standpoint. You know, I was amazed. You can, in nuclear power, uh, in the Navy, they teach high school graduates, very smart, driven people, but they teach them how to, to run a nuclear reactor in roughly two years. And they've been doing it for 60 plus years, safely, reproducibly. And it's, it's not a testament so much to the, the people that run it, but the people that built the system. And that's one of the things that I'm amazed by in, in business, that all of the business owners, they're smart, they're hardworking. But the reason they have problems with their, the marketing is because nobody's put the system together for them. Nobody's explained how to use it, how to run it. Everybody's pushing little tools and tactics. And the problem is, is that uh, a more powerful tool will not help you. And I, <laughs> I came to this realization uh, about two months ago. Uh, a friend of mine, Dan Miller, down in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, he had a tree cut down. And then a person came in with the chainsaw and uh, carved an eagle in the tree. And it's beautiful. Well, about two months ago, I'm using the chainsaw, and I just about cut my leg off with it. <laughs> and I looked at that and said, the powerful tool did not help me. You know, it's not the tool that does it. It's the knowing how to use it, the creativity, the knowledge. Um, so I think the, the problem with, with online marketing is so much is that everybody's selling the next powerful tool. And if you know how to use your current tool, it, it may help you. But if you don't, it could hurt you. It, if you don't know how to do it, uh, uh, it will just help you do it poorly at a greater scale. So, <laughs> so I just I, I look at that, and you know, um, that's my background, and uh, uh, my my minor was in economics, and I loved that. But it was the same way I looked at it and said I didn't know how I could get a job as an ec- economist. But <laughs> one of the things that I look at now is that you know in in, in school, we all learned about that supply and demand curve, and it was all theoretical at that point. You know, um, now that supply and demand curve is it's it's reality. You know, and if you remember the the assumptions, I think in it were that there was a a large number of buyers and sellers. It was easy to enter or exit the market. That the um, uh, the price information was pretty much transparent. Well, that's eBay and Amazon and online selling right now. Yep. So if all you're doing is is selling on that supply and demand curve, you know that it's going to very quickly go to that equilibrium point where you know the cost to sell it is the same as the cost to make it, which means there is no profit in it. So if you're just trying to to chase the transaction, uh, be careful. You could be win the race to the bottom and be the first guy not to make a profit. Yeah, I mean I hear that so much. People complain about uh, price competition. I'm like, well. You're going to naturally, with the, the internet, there's going to be perfect competition. And like you said, at perfect competition, you're going to end up at the lowest price wins, which will eventually be no profit. And you have to add value. And I think that's one of the biggest philosophies, I think, for inbound marketing is just add value, add value, add value. And uh, that's fantastic. Um, so, Tom, tell me, um, what would you say if someone's getting started or really – What's the biggest thing that you think someone can do to make inbound marketing work for them? To me, without a doubt, the one thing that you should do before you start inbound marketing, 
any marketing is really to define who your ideal customer is. You know, some people call it the avatar or the, the ideal buyer persona. But if you can figure out who you want to attract, you know, who you can serve the best, it will answer so many other things. So let me give you an example. When, with Goodbye Crutches, we started to look at, at, at different um, buyer personas. You know, we had um, Andy the Active Athlete, and that was that young person that hurt themselves doing something stupid but very fun. You know, and they were probably 20 to, to 35. And then you had, you know, Mary the Motivated Mom that was trying to keep a household going and her career and everything. We had Woody the Working Dad, which was the, the male counterpart to that. And then we had Jerry the on-the-go grandparent, which was the, the older person that, uh, that was recovering. And it was so important to, to have these narratives of them and, and to see who we were trying to, to talk to. And not just the, the demographics, you know, the things that, um, that the Census Bureau knows about you, you know, your age, your education, um, your income level, but also the psychographics. And that's the things that, you know, your best friend or your spouse would know about you. And those are the things that uh, is why you do things, how you think. So things like, you know, where do they get their information? How do they make their decisions? What are their fears? What are their aspirations? You know, what, um, what preconceived notions do they have about our industry? You know, where do they hang out? Who influences them? So if you get all that information together in your head, Putting the content, putting the emails, knowing where to find them on social media almost falls straight into there. And you can make sure that you're connecting with that one buyer and not turning it off. So, for example, let's go to the two ends of the spectrum. You know, we've got Andy, the on-the-go athlete, and Jerry, the, the uh, excuse me, Andy, the active athlete, and Jerry, the on-the-go grandparent. Well, those are two different customers that we're selling to that might have the same product. But what we found out through testing is that if you try selling to somebody in their 20s and show a picture of the product with their grandparent on it, it will turn them off because they'll look and say, um, no, you know, I, I don't want to use something my grandmother would use. And the flip side would be if you show a picture to a grandmother of her grandchild using a product, they'll just say, no, it's not safe. It won't work for me. And where we found those personas were in different places. You know, the, the older people tended to be, you know, more on the Facebook. Professional people tended to be in LinkedIn. Um, our younger patients, you know, they were more on the, uh, the Twitter or Instagram. So with that, spend some time. And it's, it's, it's the hardest work you probably have to do in inbound marketing, but also the most important. And there's some great resources out there. Um, I've got some free resources at, at my website that I'll mention uh, at the end there. But you can go ahead and um, just go through these things and, and really define who it is that, that you want to serve. And that will also help you to avoid the crazy customers. Because the reason you get crazy customers is because you market to them and you, <laughs> you attract them. If you do things to, or very early on to let them know that you're not a good fit for them, you'll get less of them. And it's not that they're bad people. Uh, it's just that they could be served by somebody better than you. That's awesome. Yeah, everyone's scared of those crazy customers. And you're right. You know, find, I tell people all the time, identify your ideal client, but people are so scared to do it. Uh, but let's make it easy for them. What? Uh, 
someone's riding around driving their car, listening to this, they're going to get out of their car. Where should they go to get that tool to identify their ideal client? Sure. If you just go over to um, TM Schwab, that's T-M-S-C-H-W-A-B.com. You can get it there. If you connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, there's links back to it also. Uh, I, I don't have uh, as creative a name as, as Ion Garlic, so I wasn't the first one to get it there. But I always joke around in the military, it was first initial, middle initial, last name. So it's it sort of stuck with me over my lifetime. Yeah, I luckily I uh, didn't have a choice in my name. Uh, <laughs> so the first uh, 30 years were a little tough. <laughs> uh, but I've embraced it. Uh, but that's awesome. And, um, you know, who who would you like to work with? Who, is, who are the people that you love to work with? You know, that's, that's a great question. And like every business, I've worked through there. Um, you can work with a lot of people, but the ones that bring me the most energy and that I think – I connect with and give the best results with are really those small businesses, um, the solopreneurs, the entrepreneurs, those people that are trying to figure out a strategy that don't have a full marketing and, and sales department to just pass it off to, but they know that they could use the tools and the strategy of the internet better. Uh, and they just need some help in trying to figure out that strategy, trying to find a game plan uh, so that they can go ahead and do what the, the bigger companies are talking about all the time, you know, attracting more customers, engaging more prospects, making more customers, and then ultimately just delighting uh, more advocates. That's fantastic. Well, Tom, this was awesome. You were an incredible guest. I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, so tmschwab.com is the best place to go find out more about working with you, more about your business and your success stories, correct? Uh, that's right. And if I'll make it uh, even easier, if you just go there uh, forward slash uh, tao, T-A-O, I'll put all the resources we talked about here. So uh, you can find them on one page right there. Wow. That is very kind of you. I appreciate it. So everyone listening, make sure to go right to that website. If you're driving right now, pull over, go to that website, download those resources. Um, and Tom, thanks a lot. You have an awesome day. And hopefully we can get you on here again soon. Uh, good luck with your business. And we'll talk soon. Thank you, Ian. All right. Thanks, Tom. I love that interview with Tom. He has so much insight, not only from helping other people, but also from doing it himself and succeeding. And not only should that get you excited, but that should give you great insight into what inbound marketing can do and how to do it. Um, one thing that I take away, besides the fact that it doesn't matter so much about the tool as the strategy, is that Inbound marketing and e-commerce are simultaneous because you want to sell some people stuff online because it makes it easier for you to make them a customer, even no matter what your service is. Find something that you can sell them online because people want to buy from you. They want to buy from your business and they want to make you a part of their lives. And once they start buying from you, you become they become a customer and customers continue to come back as long as you keep providing value, which I'm sure you will do. Value can be in so many ways, shapes, or form, forms. I mean, value can be not only ways they can change their lives, but just entertainment. Um, so make sure to visit Tom's website. Make sure to keep listening to Dial of Inbound. We've got a lot more great guests and a lot more ideas. 
a lot more things, insights that can change your business, whether it's just starting or you have a million dollar business already and you want to take it to two, three million dollars. And if you want to get to that point faster, make sure to text double to 321-392-6692 and we'll send you 73 ways you can double your business. That's double the word D-O-U-B-L-E to 321-392-6692. Thanks a lot. Keep listening to Dial Binbound, and I'll talk to you next time.